welcome everybody to the known truth I'm, <clears throat> I'm glad if you have come back <clears throat> and welcome if you're a new listener to a podcast I'm, so let's just jump right in to the message I got for you today Um, you know we're living in a time where I feel like people take anything and everything that they can get to hold on to whether that be the truth or not I feel like nowadays people are leaning more towards no truth. They're leaning towards the false gospel that people are preaching. A lot of people are preaching. So if you don't know already, our message is going to be in Matthew chapter 17, starting in verse 15. We'll move around. We only got three points today, but um, my message is basically titled False Prophets. And we just need to talk on this because nobody's talking on it right now, but yet they're running wild right now. Telling people so many lies to try to get them into their little group. Telling them if they just say one prayer, the coronavirus will be gone away. Tell them that they need to do all this stuff, but yet the Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible's never preached that. Preached that, excuse me. <clears throat> but Matthew 7.15 reads, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly, they are raving wolves. See, the Bible has warned us of them, so we have no excuse. They tell us that they come in sheep clothing. They come looking good. They come looking peaceful. Look like they come to make peace, but really down inward, they come as raving wolves coming to seek, kill, and destroy everything that they get their hands on. Anything of God, they're looking to destroy it. They could be a church that has a really good name in the community. You know, they helped a bunch of people. Shoot, one lady, she lost her job. They paid her house payments three months in a row. And the false prophet come in there and start preaching, destroys everything. <clears throat> but it talks about them being raven rules, like a wolf in sheep's clothing. So then, what will they do? What are they going to do a false prophet? If people follow after them, what's the consequences of a false prophet? We don't know they are like sheep and wolves clothing. So when they get in to the, to the flock of sheep, what is going to happen? What's the outcome of it? Well, if you'll turn with me to Second Peter, it tells us, and listen, you don't even have to go far. It's the first verse. Second Peter 2.1, second chapter, verse 1, it says, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable hursery, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bringing upon themselves swift destruction. So see, the Bible tells us that they will bring damnable hursery, Upon them and even the congregation and followers and believers. Damnable hursery. I mean, what more do we need to know that we don't need to, to allow these false prophets to get up and teach? <clears throat> They're going to bring damnable hursery. They don't even deny the Lord. Say no. They don't say no. He didn't do all this. And then, 
sorry my allergies are messing with me if I start coughing but um to bring it upon themselves swift destruction means it ain't gonna take long we see it every single day when a false prophet gets exposed and it was like quick it wasn't a long period of time it's like oh we caught him in the coffee shop with another woman that wasn't his wife oh we caught his hand in the money jar at church it wasn't no you know, long investigation, it was a swift, like, boom, called him. And it should be a swift assertion. Because the Bible tells us also in Matthew, going back to Matthew chapter 7, verses 16. Ye I know them by the fruit. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistle? We shall know them. They should be able to walk in the church, preach one sermon, and we shall know if they're a false prophet or not. We should know whether they're preaching the truth or whether they're preaching the lies, anything other from the truth, you know, there's many names, you know, the accepted, the accepted, the accepted gospel, that's what I'm just going to call it, it's just where they preach accept, you're getting accepted no matter what, like you don't have to change, you don't have to repent, you don't have to be forgiven, God just accepts you the way you are, which is a lie because he calls for repentance, which is a change. Then there's another one called the prosperity gospel where everything's good, nothing bad happens, which lie straight out of hell right there, another damnable herstory because Jesus' life, the apostles' life and ads, Paul's whole ministry, bad things happen all the time. I mean, apostles got thrown in jail, Jesus killed, Paul eventually beheaded. What do we expect? We should expect nothing less than hard times if we're gonna be a follower of Jesus Christ. But if you want to follow false prophets, Believe in their damnable history and you'll be damned along with them. But remember, the Bible has warned us of them. And what they'll do, they'll destroy things. Things that was godly, things that were holy in the name of the Lord, righteous in the name of the Lord. They will destroy them, make them ungodly, unholy, unrighteous. But we should know them. The Bible tells us. Would you see a person picking, looking for blueberries in a briar patch? Would you see a person looking for briars in the blueberry patch? No. If you see me with blueberries in my hand, you know I was in a blueberry patch. If you see my hands all cut up with briars, you know I was in a briar patch. If you see a false prophet preaching damnable history, you know they're a false prophet. Don't start going to these lies, people. I see so many. Believe it in lies. I can tell you three right here. Stephen Furtrick lives in a $1.7 million house, but yet his congregation are probably making it living off paycheck by paycheck. So why don't he give some of that money to them and help them? Kenneth Copeland, he demanded the coronavirus being out, out of here a couple of weeks ago. So really, the coronavirus is supposed to be gone, according to Kenneth Copeland, but it's still here. In Gradlock. Everything he does is a lie. You go watch his Facebook right now. He's not worried about anything else but getting his church reopened. So clearly he doesn't read in the Bible what Jesus says. Or two more gather in my name, I shall be there. Or where Jesus never went to church. Or where God never showed up in church. I mean, honestly, I mean, if you want to first with me right there, I can show you Moses was in a wilderness and God showed up. Abraham was on top of a mountain when God showed up. Jesus, out in the desert, got baptized. Didn't get baptized in the church, out in the desert. Got attacked by the devil, out in the desert. 
prayed in the wilderness, prayed in a garden. It never went to church. They had church. They had altars back then. Jesus never went to them. He actually went to them one time, but he got mad because he knew the lies that was going on inside that building. That's why he flipped the tables over. But people, if you get in this world, you'll know the truth. The Bible says, Jesus said, if you don't be one of my disciples, which is a student, then read my words. So live my words. Follow after my words. The Bible, you hear me hitting it? The Bible is God's word. You can't substitute that for anything else. You can go out there and say, oh, God told me this. And then, and, but God's, I believe God's word tells us everything. That he speaks to us through his word. And I see it all the time. People out there saying, God told me this, but it's exactly opposite of God's word. There's probably somebody right now saying, God told me that we're not going to suffer through this. That he'll never make us suffer through this coronavirus. Well, guess what? God allowed his son to suffer. He allowed the apostles to suffer. Stephen, the first ever person, died for the church, in the church. The early church. The first ever person died. God allowed it to happen. So Stephen was sitting right there praying. He said, Father, he said, God, don't let this, don't put this against them. They don't know what they're doing. So I'm going to call every single Christian out. Don't follow false prophets. And if you do, you've been warned right here. This will tell you how many times you've been warned. So if you have followed my ministry, my life, since becoming a Christian, which I believe I should preach, I should teach, because i got great knowledge of this word, word of God, you know that I've, I spoke a lot about false prophets because I see them every day. And it, it angers me when I sit here and I read God's word, and I just tell you, I mean, I don't, I don't try to doctor it up. I don't try to move stuff around to fit a story I want to tell. I just say, hey, Bible says, you know, love your neighbor, love your neighbor. That's honestly how it's going to be. But man, we just need to stand against these false prophets. These false prophets are telling us to stand against the world right now, so we need to stand against them. Just like I read today in Mark chapter Three. When I read it, all I seen was who we're going to stand with. Because Jesus at the time was going through a time where like the scribes were standing against him. He was like, he said, and if a house be divided against itself, the house cannot stand. Proving that Satan's going to stand. He's never going to attack himself. And Jesus is going to stand. He's never going to attack himself. So who we're going to stand with in this world? We're going to stand with God, stand on His word no matter what, which I'm going to do. I don't know what lies ahead in my life, but I'm going to stand on the word of God the best I can. You know, I even pray right now, please let me stand on it better than ever than I ever have before. But also, we have to choose if we're going to fall after the world, because that's a choice too you got to make, whether you're going to stand with God or stand with the world. But anyway, remember... Remember this about false prophets. The Bible warns us of them. The Bible tells us what they will do. And the Bible tells us who they are. And how we shall know them. So let us pray right now. And we'll end today's podcast. God, I come to you and I ask that if there be any lost soul that heard this, bring them to the acknowledgement that they are a sinner and they need a Savior. Make them born again and prepare them for what they what you have ahead for them. 
in the love. God help us not to fall into the damnable hosiery of false prophets. Lead us out of them. Just like your son's prayer. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lead us not into false prophets, but deliver us from them. So, um, so us the false prophets, so we know who not to follow and who to follow. But no matter what, the first person we should follow is your word, you and your son, no matter what. Shouldn't follow a pastor above you. Lord, I ask that you just let your will be done and help us to do your will. Help us all to never become a false prophet. Help us to never follow after false prophet. Help us to never give in to false prophets. Show them, Lord. Wake them up and show them. I believe there's many out there right now, but so many has fallen into them. Forgive me for I failed you today, Lord. Amen.